L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hi, old friends. Naomi here. Did you wake up this morning thinking, I need more Naomi ridiculousness in my life? Well, surprise! (laughs) I'm starting a podcast, and it's called The Ruckus with me, Naomi Ruckus Rose. This podcast is for anyone like me who is constantly trying to grow for the betterment of themselves and for the world and for those of us that can be a little blunt in the comment section on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But wait, there's more. This podcast is free to listen to. But if you want to support local creators and get bonus content, subscribe to LAS Plus. For more information on that, go to LASPodcastNetwork.com. So join the ruckus with me, Naomi, every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. I love you all, some more than others. L-A-S. It's Tuesday again, and so that means another episode of Sick and Tired. Um, again, uh, Amy's remote, and I'm in the studio, and I got lonely, so I decided to bring somebody else into the studio with me, and her name is... Amber Henley. Yes. Okay, so this is part two of our mental and emotional health check-in. Um, so this episode, we're doing a little something different. I said uh, we had a special guest, and um, she is a licensed massage therapist and owner of Cedar Rapids' newest self-care studio. And I have worked with her at a previous massage studio, and she was actually one of my instructors at Carlson College of Massage Therapy in Anamosa, uh, which is only a few of the reasons why I thought we uh, she would be a perfect guest on our podcast. Um Her love, she has a love of all things wellness-related, and that led her to become a competitive and professional bodybuilder. And I'm looking at her, and she's pretty buff looking. Um, And is now a certified precision nutrition coach to help others meet their body wellness goals. Um, She's a mother of two, and in her spare time, she likes to race in triathlons. So that's your spare time. (laughs) That's my spare time. (laughs) So welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's, yeah. it's good to see you again. I haven't yeah. seen you in a while. I know. The pandemic, we've been so, we haven't seen each other. Yeah, yeah. And even when I worked with Amber, I was there when she wasn't there. Exactly. So we didn't really get to see each other much. But yes. Um, so yeah. So again, her name is Amber Henline. I'm pronouncing that correctly, I hope. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I thought so. Um, okay. So um, Amy, if you want to say hi. Hi, Amber. <laughs> hi, Amy. <laughs> Um, so, so like we said in our last episode, that mental health and emotional health are all tied into the health of our bodies. Mm-hmm. And Amber, I assume uh, you know, because you're an expert in that area, right? <laughs> I don't know about an expert, but I have lots of life experience. <laughs> yeah, that's why we wanted you on here. 
Um, so as I mentioned before, I've known Amber for a while, and I know why I think she's perfect uh, to be teaching us about health advocacy, which is what our podcast is mainly about, and the mind-body connection. Um, but I think uh, she herself should let the listeners get to know why we asked her to be on here. So we're going to, uh, Amy and I are going to take turns, hopefully, uh, with technology, take turns asking you some questions. So these are the getting to know Amber questions, right? Awesome. Okay. So first of all, Amber, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a little bit obsessed with health and wellness, uh, almost to a fault where I end up making my entire life around that. At, at times. So uh, being a competitive and professional bodybuilder, that can be all-consuming mm-hmm. for your life. And then transitioning to doing triathlons, which is a sport in itself, but encompasses three different yeah. disciplines. So talk right. about, to so some people that might not know what a triathlon uh, athlon is, tell them what the sports uh, it's are. It's swimming, biking, and running. So In that order? In that order. Swim, bike, run. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you don't want to drown, so they're not going to put that at the end. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> And nobody likes to swim, really. So they just get it over with. They wouldn't but, have good marketing. They're like, oh, by the way, we lost a lot, half the people last time because we swam last. Right. Yeah. <laughs> let's not do that. Let's, let's skip that part of people drowning. Where, when did you get started doing that? That was about two years ago as I was transitioning out of the, the bodybuilding realm yeah. and wanting to be more functional with my fitness instead yeah. of just being able to lift heavy things and put yeah. them back down again. Yeah. <laughs> I decided, well, I got to have a purpose. My body needs to be able to move as I get older. So I was like, well, you know, let's, I had a bunch of friends that were already doing triathlon. So, you know, I get Do you do them locally or where do you do them? I don't even know where you do them. Yeah. So anywhere, really, I do some local ones. There's a pig man out in Palo every summer. Okay, I've heard of the pig man. Uh And then uh, this past summer I did the uh, half Iron Man and it was in Des Moines. Okay. So it wasn't too far. Yeah. So you you can do some that are close. Exactly. So that's good. Yeah. Available to anybody. There's even triathlon clubs in town and there's so many people in town that do it. You wouldn't know it if you weren't in that community, yeah. really. But I mean, you see people running around everywhere, That's riding awesome. their bikes. And all over every the place. ability. I mean, do they? Oh, yeah. I mean, do they all look exactly? I mean, no. like, like I'm telling you, she's really built. But no, I mean, and that is the wonderful thing about it because you can look at somebody that's racing in a triathlon right next to you, and they'll look completely different, and you can't judge their fitness based off of how they look at all. I mean, I look the way I look, a little bit more on the muscular side, mm-hmm. and I I can't run very well because I have all this muscle okay, hindering my movement. That but then. Sense. You know, somebody who looks nothing like me can just run run me out of the water. You know, they're just like, whoa, mm-hmm. I'm just going to run really, really fast. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, you don't <laughs> look like you could run that fast, but you're really running really, really, really fast. So you can't judge anybody's fitness level based off of how they look. Now, have you always looked like you do? No, absolutely okay. not. No, it's been a journey. It, I was... Okay. When I moved back here from Colorado about uh, 11 years ago, I had just got divorced and I was eating my feelings for a really long time. Mental health. (laughs) I did not have a good outlet for that stress in my life. Mm -hmm. So I was eating and so I was, I ended up being uh, very overweight for my body Mm -hmm. and I moved back here and decided I needed to get my act together and I joined Farrell's, which I thought was a great place to start and it is a a great place to start for people and so. When you have no idea, because I I agree. I've done ferals because it's like I'm not somebody that grew up um, with people that worked out like the like the, the you know in the way that mm-hmm. w- that you need to work out. <laughs> and um, so I didn't have any idea. So that was a good place to start for yeah. me too. Yeah, they, they can start at ground zero, and yeah. it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Everyone's super encouraging. So I started yeah. at ground zero, and uh, and I lost like 30 pounds in mm-hmm. 10 weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I had plenty to lose. It's not like I was you know losing 30 pounds of what I didn't want to lose, but I had plenty to lose, and so it came off rather quickly. And then. After that, it was just a progression towards more bodybuilding and more wanting to be that type of 
physique and that level of fitness for myself. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I do have to... Amber, I'm curious. Go ahead. Amber, I'm curious about your coaching. Can you tell us about your coaching style? What, What do you do? So, with my precision nutrition coaching, I have coached both bodybuilders and uh, the average male or female walking around. And uh, I do that virtually. Sometimes I meet in person if they're local, but a lot of them it's through email and online. So I can coach just about anybody anywhere. But it's it's a different approach for each goal. So really that's the main focus when I uh, sit down and talk to people about what I can offer from coaching is finding out what their goal is and then tailoring my coaching towards that specific goal and the goal can be constantly evolving and the coaching has to be flexible when it comes down to that so I have some people you know if they're trying to get into a show or something that they they're really restrictive in their diet because we have to be able to monitor every little data point to get them to their absolute leanest physique but then you've got you know your average man or woman walking around town and they don't want that their goal is completely different you know they might want that but it's not it's not a thing that they really should be shooting for Uh, so it's just a matter of like what what's your goal is your goal just to be able to look at food and determine which one's going to be best for your body and how much your body actually needs versus too much so do we need to talk about portion controlling do we need to talk about making better choices do we need to talk about cleaning out your fridge do we need to talk about exercise and getting enough activities throughout the week and setting up little micro goals so somebody can do little things on a daily basis to reach their ultimate goals. So I try to tailor my coaching to the individual and not overwhelm them with, well, you have to do this, this, this. You have yeah, because that's tough. weigh yourself every morning. You have to track every little thing and weigh every little thing you eat. You have to make sure you get in this much water. Yeah. You have to do these supplements before and after you work out. You have to do this. And that's too much for the average person. I mean, yeah, yeah. if you're going to be a bodybuilder, you're going to do those things. Yeah. But then you're sacrificing other things in your life. But what I appreciate from, because I've watched, you know, I've seen your post, your Facebook posts and stuff. And what I appreciate is you'll post pictures of when you were at the height of your bodybuilding, when you had, you had won awards. And you'll look at those pictures and you'll say like, yeah, I was probably the skinniest and, and most muscular. But you'll even say, was I happy at that time? Not necessarily. So don't look at these pictures and think just because I looked amazing in these pictures that that equated happiness because it was a lot of your life that you had to kind of sacrifice to look like that, right? So you know that like there's a health and mental health balance of like what, you know, looking good, feeling good, being able to move and then, you know, ultimately. Because like, yeah, because when I look at those pictures, I'm like, oh my God, those are amazing. Look how like... Tight, you know, snatched in her waist is and blah blah blah. And you even say, you yeah. you even post when you post those. It's miserable. Yeah, to be that lean. Yeah, it is. Your yeah. body fight against you at, at every turn. And, and you know that wasn't healthy for your body necessarily at that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't maintain that. So yeah, we transitioned out of that lifestyle, and I accomplished my goals that I wanted to accomplish mm-hmm. anyways. So I'm like, well, why why keep going down this road if I've done yeah. all the things I wanted to do? So we just yeah. transition out and we do something new, something different. Okay, so um, kind of remind us of, so I had kind of briefly went over, I mean, you're wearing your Salveo uh, shirt. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of tell us about uh, about some of the things that you do for a living, I guess. 
yeah, so how I make money, how yeah. I pay my bills, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how I can do triathlon. Yeah, yeah. So a uh, licensed massage therapist. Yeah. I do own Salveo, which is a self-care studio in Northeast Cedar Rapids. Uh-huh. So we offer not only massage. We have an acupuncturist. We have an esthetician. We have a hydrotherapy tub. We have a mind fitness coach. We do yoga. We have all sorts of classes. Obviously, I do my coaching out of that same space, too. We have mm-hmm. workshops. And we do all the things that we can think of doing in one space to help people not only physically, but emotionally, mentally, uh, socially, mm-hmm. and to get people moving, to get people breathing, to get people their um, relaxation time. And then we're also right next door to Total Rejuvenation. We're in the same building. And and they have the other side of, of wellness, which is more of, of the physical and, and mental but they have the flotation tanks mm-hmm. and the cryotherapy and the salt room and the, the infrared sauna. So I mean, you could go to the same building yeah. and get all these get all these different therapies and modalities to, I mean, pretty much help every part of your life that you can think of. Yeah, for sure. And why did you start Salvio? Well, I wanted to one. My vision when I started massage therapy school was that exact thing was to have what I would call a, a PCI for the wellness world, you know, a a conglomeration of specialties in one building that where people don't have to run all over the place to get all the different care that they're seeking for. And then the people inside the building can actually talk to one another, Mm -hmm. um, if given permission, obviously, since there are health issues. But, you know, I can talk to the acupuncturist about what's going on with my client if they give me permission, Mm -hmm. and and they can refer somebody to massage or to our mind fitness coach, or uh, maybe suggest that they come to a yoga class if they're just feeling really bound up and tight and need to get moving a little bit more. So, just having one space where people can go get all these things. And, and we love referring to other people. If, mm-hmm. if we're hitting a wall and we're not helping you move past something that you're trying to move through and, and we're, we're not going to hold people down if they need to move on to something. I else. appreciate that. Cause there's some places that you'll go and they assume like they're kind of, they're egotistical and they're like, no, it's only, we are the only ones that can fix you or, or you know, mm-hmm. so um, that's kind of more alternative modalities. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you uh, kind of lean towards that? Well, I have always wanted to help people, but all the careers that I'd chosen up until going to massage therapy school were helping people, but people weren't happy to see me. So I was a police officer and I was an animal control oh officer. My gosh. <laughs> so they, you know, I like helping people, but you know, they're just not happy to see you when you show up to things <laughs> unless they're getting robbed or something, you know? So most of the time I went to work and nobody was happy to see me and it was just, it wears on you and it makes you tired and that mm-hmm. mental health thing. Exactly. Yes. So then you have to yeah. craft your life. I was the boss. Of, I'm the boss of my own life. So I don't have to do that job to help people. And I knew that uh, I liked weightlifting at the time when I was doing uh, more bodybuilding stuff. And I knew about muscles and I knew that massage really helped me. So I decided, well, I'm just going to go to massage therapy school. And the first day, like this light bulb mm-hmm. just went off. And I'm just like, oh, this is where I'm meant to be. This is where I'm meant to be. These are my yes. people. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciated when I was there. That there were people like you there because I could tell that this was your like it wasn't just a career for you it was mm-hmm. it it was your lifestyle it was truly how you believed and mm-hmm. and Absolutely. that you and it came through in your teaching so I appreciated that oh so, thanks yeah <laughs> do you have any other questions for her Amy um I really don't I I mean I think we've covered everything that we wanted to talk about because it's hard for yeah. me because I'm not in the studio with you guys right I know, now uh, so with you, you know. I know so, but, um, well, I Amber ha- was there 
anything specific you wanted to talk about yeah. yourself? Sure. Uh, I mean, I think you guys were talking a little bit about how uh, mental and emotional issues can lead to physical mm-hmm. issues and, sure. and how that can mm-hmm. reciprocate. And uh, yeah. I definitely have life experience with that, not only with myself, but with a lot of the clients I see. One in particular, uh, he lost his job, I guess, got forcefully retired from his job after the pandemic, which was fine with him because Mm -hmm. he got a great payout, right? But so I've been seeing this client for a few years and he's always comes in with this whole laundry list of things that are are wrong Mm -hmm. with his body. And then once he stops working and he's going to take his time getting a new job, you know, he does not in a hurry. So he takes six, eight months to get back into into the workforce again. And those six to eight months... He would come in, and every time he would come in, he would have less and less wrong with him. Now, I wasn't doing anything better as far as giving him a massage, but his life stress and was way down, and he was doing more of the things that he wanted to spend his time doing and getting things done and doing all those things. And so his physical pain literally disappeared. He would come in, and he'd have no problems. And now he's back to working. And now he's back to having all of these problems oh. again. And I'm like, do you oh see this correlation? And he's like, I do. I do have to work. And I'm like, okay, I understand. But I now you know, you, you are aware yeah. that this is an actual connection between your mental, emotional yeah. well-being and your actual physical health, how your body is handling the, the things that is going on in yeah. your mind. Yeah. So was that kind of stuff happening for you physically too? Or, I mean, you said you, you know, after the divorce, you were eating your feelings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, sure absolutely. Were- I wasn't nearly as aware of my body back then okay. as I have been since going through massage school and everything like that. I'm much more aware of my body, but it has happened a few instances. In my first office, I believe that you were in with mm-hmm. me for a little while, the chiropractor office, yeah. I started having a like really bad neck pain that would not go away. And I'm like, I don't understand. And I moved offices and all of a sudden my neck pain was completely gone. And, you know, I'm not going to contribute that to the move necessarily, but maybe just the stress of the environment. Oh, mm-hmm. could be. Maybe. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's the only thing I could think of that changed really yeah. is, is Interesting. the environment, you know, so. How do you balance, because I know like, okay, so I am not, you know, like working out like you, but I, I have no, uh, over the pandemic, I really did start working out and it was more it wasn't necessarily to lose weight I that was a side that was a, a lovely side effect but it was more for stress release mm-hmm. um and so we hike we walk I walk on the elliptical blah 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 um but it takes a lot of time to get 10,000 steps mm-hmm. in a day mm-hmm. you know and that's just 10,000 steps mm-hmm. I'm not doing the other stuff I don't do like upper body and all that stuff which mm-hmm. I should incorporate but um but how do you find time for all that because at the level you are you probably have to work out more than like I am. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm very selfish with my time. And then I go through seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was getting ready for my half Ironman, I was working out twice a day, mm-hmm. every day. So I, I would have my schedule in the morning, you know, I drop my daughter off at school, I would eat before that drop her off at school. And then I would get one workout in before I had to be at work and thank goodness that I'm mm-hmm. self employed, right? Mm-hmm. So I can make my schedule, I can block off time yeah. in my schedule to do things. And I would do that I would block off time in the afternoon or evening for my second workout. And so my life was severely out of balance. Okay during those time periods. But so right now I'm not training for anything in particular. I'm just working out because that's what I like to do. And I'm slightly obsessed with it. Yeah. It makes me feel good. That's my, that's my mental checkout yeah. for the day. And so in the morning is when I'm, I'm the most ready 
to be able to do that. Towards the end of the day, I'm exhausted from working with and on people, right? Yeah, the energies. That yeah, you the get energy the, yeah, gets yeah. sucked out of you. Yeah. And so I don't really do anything in the evening besides maybe go for a walk or go bowling or something like oh, that. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just try to get it. I block off my time. You know, I'm like, this This is the time that I'm going to spend doing this for me. And I'm very selfish, very selfish with my time. So like this morning, I knew I was going to be here at 10 <laughs> and I got my workout in before, you know, so I yeah. had plenty of time. But okay. like, I'll ride my bike to work. Yeah, there you go. Um, I do have a shower at my work in case I get yeah, sweaty. Yeah, I was going right? to say, that's what I'm finding out is like how much, like how sweaty I am during the day. Mm-hmm. And then I have to kind of like adjust my schedule. It's not like I can just go like meet somebody right after. Refresh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I'll ride my bike to work. Uh, you know, I'll go for a run. Mm-hmm. I'm not really swimming much right now, but that's that's something I like to do as well. It's part of the triathlon world. But walking, just staying active, something every day. I do something every day and it doesn't have to be stressful or super time consuming. Just getting up well, and walking see, around the block. That's see, I love swimming and that's the one thing that keeps me from doing it is because I don't have time to like, okay, I have to dry my hair mm-hmm. after isn't that mm-hmm. stupid? It no. sounds so stupid, but it, who, it's true though. Yeah, because it's all the stuff you have to like like, like it's not just swimming. Yeah, it's, it's not just swimming and then, the and then going suit. Yeah, and then you have to do like the yeah, yeah, and then you have to like dry your hair and do all that mm-hmm. stuff and then I'm like, I don't have time to do all that. Right. You almost have to make like a three hour block for swimming. I know. And see and listen to that. Three hours. Right. It's like out of your day. Out of your day. I think it's okay to be selfish with your with your time sometimes. I think we all have yeah. to do that. I, I I love the fact that you brought that up, Amber, because I, we try that into mental health really easily. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, had talked about in a previous podcast about how you have to take that time for yourself alone. And it's not being selfish for anyone listening out there. That's not being selfish. You have to take that time for yourself. That's important for your body. It's important for your mind. I think because so when, when you were describing that and you kept saying, oh, I'm very selfish, I'm very selfish. And I was listening to it. and I was like, I don't feel like that's selfish. I feel like mm-hmm. that's self-care. No. I really mm-hmm. do. I feel like that's mm-hmm. self-care because I think too many people, especially and I and I'll and I'll, I'll blanket statement this and I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but especially sometimes when we're mothers. We don't like to take yeah. time for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then we, we feel guilty about it. But I just think... Well, and we, we feel guilty because we have a society for so long that said that you you must be all to your spouse. Yeah. You must you're be only everything a mom. to your children. Yeah, you must only be everything yeah. in the home. And if you don't do that, if you take some time for yourself or you work outside of the home, you know, especially for my mother's generation, if you do any of that, outside of what you're supposed to be doing, you were looked on as a, a bad person, yeah. almost. But, but I... <laughs> you know, and now things have shifted, yeah, fortunately, hopefully. to what saying, okay, you know, no, I need a break from being a mom for at least an hour. Well, right? and I'm sure Amber yeah. even realizes this makes her a better mom. Because oh, yeah. if she was like absolutely grumpy mm-hmm. or bitchy or not feeling good or sick all the time, you know, mm-hmm. like when I was going through my yeah. chronic stuff, I was literally in my bed because I because <laughs> I it didn't occur to me to get up and move to get rid of the pain, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was a worthless yeah. mom because I could not even take care of myself, let alone my family, right? So yeah, I'm sure Amber realizes and that too. The, my kids, I think, are are much more aware of yes, mom does this stuff. And it takes her away from me, but they learn by watching what you do. So mm-hmm. they see me take care of myself. Yeah, and for sure. it makes me better at taking care of them. So they are really good at taking care of themselves too. Like yeah. they make good 
food choices, not all the time because they're kids, right? Well, they're but kids. they understand I mean, they can good do food that. choices <laughs> and they, they move their bodies and they tell me if something hurts, you know, I'll yeah. ask them, how's your body feel today? And they tell me when something hurts and we talk about it and we work through it and, and they're much more aware of how to take care of their physical and mental and emotional body oh because I've, I'm going to toot my own horn, but I've shown them how to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't show them how to clean the house because I have somebody to do that for me, but <laughs> I can so teach them other le- things. That's what they're learning. That's what they're learning. <laughs> I can is outsource. Your, is your husband is, is much into physical fitness as you are? No, not really. Um, we're, we're like the yin and the yang. Okay. Right? So like he's my support. He helps me. So I can go off and do all the things that I want to do. And then he helps manage the other side of things. And, he goes on bike rides with me and we go yeah. on adventures and we so go hiking. Do and wa- together, we do yeah, stuff yeah. together and we go bowling together and yeah. all that stuff. But, you know, he's not going to go out on a run with me. He's not going to go do races with me, but he'll be there and take care of the kids and help me with my stuff and pick me up if I'm stranded somewhere. You know, he'll yeah. he'll do all that support stuff. So, I mean, you kind of have to have a good balance of that. If we yeah. were both out and about doing everything, then I think maybe... That might be a little too much. Yeah. We wouldn't get something. Necessarily would, something would suffer. Something yeah. would be yeah. wrong at that point. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, um, thanks for sharing your story, Amber. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to interview you a little bit more in a little bit. Um, and so this is normally where I would subject our poor listeners to my bad singing. Um, if you have a song you'd like to sing, you're welcome to. You don't have to. There's no pressure with that. Who, me? No, uh, Amber, but you can sing too oh, if you want to. You looked at me. I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, no, I, d- I do not do okay, that. Okay, I, okay. That's I, I got fine. your beatbox, Amber. I was like, you ready? <laughs> no, let's go to break. <laughs> um, okay, so um, Amber, at this point, I'd like you to plug uh, where people can contact you or how people can contact you. Um, if I know We're putting you on the spot, I know. So it's fine. Uh, my website's the best place. That's all where all of the information is. So it's salveocr.com, spelled S-A-L. V-E-O-C-R dot com. And you can find us there. Obviously, uh, Facebook and Instagram is also Salveocr. You can okay, find perfect. us there as well. Perfect. Okay. So, and Alex, I am talking to you this time. Um, so, Alex will post all that info on the LAS Podcast Network Sick and Tired site, hopefully. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, so this is uh, Jenny with a Z. Amy is remote. Amber is our special guest. And you were listening to Sick and Tired. Hey, I'm Logan. Hey, I'm Logan. You're supposed to say that you're Tim. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. (laughs) We're the hosts of a brand new podcast called From One Dad to Another. Each week we tackle a new topic, interview local professionals, and attempt to decode modern parenthood one dad joke at a time. So make sure to join us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From One Dad to Another is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on our independent podcast network, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. And if you want to support the show and get some bonus content, behind-the-scenes looks, and even get the show ad-free, you can become a member of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash laspodcastnetwork. And if you don't, I won't be mad, but I will be disappointed. (laughs) Oh, and one last thing. You're doing great, and I'm proud of you. L.A.S. 
I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Tom. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Skarpeda Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billy Eilish got bangs? What's a Billy Eyelash? L-A-S. And we're back. Hello, everyone. Again, this is Jenny with a Z in studio, and Amy is away from me. I'm so sad for that. Um, but again, you're. But I'm still here. She is still here. It's it just. It just. She's physically not here. But uh, this is sick and tired. The podcast for people who are sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. And Amber. You're not sick and tired of our podcast, are you? <laughs> not in the least. Okay. It's enjoyable. Yay. That's good to hear. Uh, yeah, that somebody's actually enjoying their time. That's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to continue um, with our special guest, Amber. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before the break, Amber was telling us about, um, I call it self-care, but she was calling it being selfish. But I think it's, and that she has a great balance between um, the yin and yang with her husband and then her family life and she's able to uh get all that in balance which is awesome um and you kind of talked about your health issues um so have you dealt with mental health issues since that's kind of what our topic is uh yeah absolutely i i've actually been really blessed in my life to where uh the trauma that i've been through i've been able to address you know Mm -hmm. I've, i've had resources at my disposal to address those things you know we've had um, suicide in my family, uh, multiple accounts, drug overdoses, um, you know, other, other mentally traumatic things have happened to me. But, you know, I really good support system is so important to have a really good support system, a community around you, not just your family. You Sometimes mm-hmm. the family isn't always the best support system yeah. for us. You know? Oh, yes. Other- <laughs> I know that well. And then Amy also had, had kind of mentioned that in, in a previous episode about about having just a support system of like friends, family, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it might not even be yeah. people that you know all that well if they can empathize and sympathize and, and help you through a spot then that's the way to go. But, you know, uh, counseling has come in and out of my life at various times mm-hmm. when I've needed it. And then, of course, the, the working out really helps, you know, physically get my mind off of things and uh, focused on just maybe the present and yeah. what I can focus on in this exact moment, you know, not stumbling and falling on my face. And that, <laughs> that takes me away from <laughs> obsessing about this problem, yeah. you know, that I'm facing or that I'm dealing with. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's not going away. It's just I'm giving myself space and time. Well, and so when I did occupational therapy for a second, like I said, I always tell people <laughs> that I did it for a minute. I've People that know me know I've been going to school for different things a lot of times in my life. So, um, and one of the things that that you do with occupational therapy is have you do crafts and it sounds ridiculous that you're doing crafts but I loved doing the craft stuff because if nothing else like if your body's in pain and you're just sitting there wallowing about like oh my god this it's, I'm in so much pain I'm in so much pain it just kind of manifests itself 
But if you can give your mind a break to focus on something else, so like just putting together a yeah. puzzle, like mm-hmm. a lot of people did puzzles during the pandemic. I don't mm-hmm. know if you did puzzles, Amy. Did you do puzzles during the pandemic? Uh, yeah, I, well, we started and then I got on something else to do, but yes, that was on my mind. I bought several puzzles to do. <laughs> so you were going to do that, but yeah. But yeah. I mean, I like to do puzzles, so it doesn't bother me, but I think yeah. there was something else that I decided to do instead and yeah, no, that's on that. That's so, fine, but I know like a lot of people had been posting pictures of their puzzles. I don't know if you did any puzzles, Amber. Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, see, yeah. Because if nothing else, you're f- hyper-focused on that activity right then. So I, what I did, I didn't do a lot of puzzles. I did, well, I did kind of a version of them. They were kind of like a cross between origami and 3D paper puzzles. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of those. But I actually sewed a lot of masks because I, I enjoy sewing. I know you enjoy mm-hmm. sewing, too. I I know you, you sewed. Um, and... uh. And so I sewed a lot of masks because then it kind of gave me a purpose. And that's kind of important to have a purpose. But it's just also I would hyper focus on that activity. Mm -hmm. So then just having that, your brain goes, I'm not thinking about this other thing. And just having that break for a little bit, Mm -hmm. I think helps. So absolutely. I, I joke with people that I always have to have something to do with my hands. Yeah. You know, I mean, being a massage therapist yeah, helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know. You uh, can't just go up and no. massage people randomly, though. <laughs> no, I mean, I have before, but I try not to, yeah. especially these days. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, so, no, like crafting, you know, yeah. uh, sewing and knitting mm-hmm. and crocheting and you know, doing puzzles, doing mm-hmm. doing things with, with your hands. can It's a distraction technique. You know, oh, you sure. don't want to, like, distract yourself to the point where you don't ever address the issue you're trying to avoid. But giving yourself that mental and emotional break just for a little bit. Oh, that's a good key, though. Key point that you're like that, that you can be somebody that maybe gets so obsessed with the distraction that you don't actually deal with the issue head on, too. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever gotten to that point in your life where you felt like you were kind of ignoring the actual problem and just <laughs> many kind of- times, <laughs> many times, you know, training for uh, an Ironman can be a great distraction <laughs> technique. Why do you think I set so many high goals so I can avoid all the trauma in my life. Jenny. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. I've done that. I've been there. Because if you're focusing on that, you don't have to think about, you don't have to think about this thing over here, right? I'll deal with it later. Yeah, and I've done that a lot over the last year and a half, for sure, because it's like, you can't, a hundred, it's 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 an issue that's there. Like, COVID is there, like, you know, and dealing with it, right? So, it and it's, imp- it's kind of, you know, permeated everything. So, it's like, I can't, fix this right so i have to kind of distract myself so that's kind of what i did that but i it's also an issue that i can't but like yeah but other things awareness is a big part of it though right (laughs) yeah i mean we need to be aware that we're doing these behaviors to you know avoid whatever we're trying to avoid but then you know being aware that yeah i do have an issue that you know i'm going to need to try to focus on maybe not in this exact moment but soon yeah so it doesn't become out of control yeah and that's true kind of just naming it and and admitting that it's an that it's an issue maybe that's enough too of 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 just actually kind of dealing with it because maybe that's all you can do sometimes um okay so i have a question about so your business you talked about your businesses where do you see those going in the future uh so i thought i hope they're around for a while well uh, i hope the, so too. <laughs> the self-care studio has put a lot into that right i mean we opened during the pandemic yeah. last year and so that was its own struggle yeah doing that but 
the services are needed. All of our providers are absolutely amazing that we have yeah. in our building and everyone's flourishing. And I really just hope to see it grow and affect more people and have more people know about who we are and what we do and what we can offer. And would just, there be any other services that you would want to bring in or anything like that or something different? Yeah, if I had a bigger space, absolutely. Okay, I would yeah. want to have a physical therapy, maybe a chiropractor in there yeah. because we refer out to those frequently yeah depending on the person's needs but uh, and then we have a mind fitness coach but we don't have necessarily have a actual mental health counselor and i think that would be one of the other things that i would want to bring in mm -hmm. to just complement all the other things that we're doing are you still doing that is it the aerial silk that i, I saw mm -hmm. that at one point isn't that amazing that like you wouldn't think that like all the stuff that you say you have and then you have this like really like this aerial fit it's part of the yoga though isn't it kind yeah, of, yeah it's yeah, trapeze yeah, yeah, yoga yeah, trapeze yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, so I just want, I just want listeners to know that there's like, don't assume what you know is in there. It's kind of really cool. And like she said, it's next door um, to one of my places, favorite places to go with the salt room. Cause I like, that's kind of what I do for my, I like to sit in there. It's like, I pretend like it's, I'm sitting in the sand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like that though. It's, I love it. it feels like it. Um, I love it. And then just breathing in that salt, it really does affect everything. It's amazing. It, mm -hmm. it, like I can feel like my cells change. It's really crazy. Yeah. Um, do you have any other questions for her, Amy? I don't. She's been doing such a fantastic job, so thank you, Amber. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> Ask me any questions. How, I'm sure I can how, Okay. I, I have a personal question for me, and maybe, and, and I don't know, maybe Amy, after I do this, maybe Amy will ask one, too, that's kind of personal. How would you motivate a person like me, Amber? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a loaded question. That's like Motiva a terrible motivation. loaded motivation. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about motivation. Maybe motivation is dumb. I hate that word. Uh, I I am never motivated. That's fair. I like. I hate yeah. that word. <laughs> take yourself. Take give yourself some grace and don't feel like you have to be motivated uh, at all. Uh, consistency. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Consistency is more important. That's so good. Yeah. Um, and discipline. So uh, discipline, dedication to your goal will replace motivation every time. I mean, you don't have to be motivated to get up and, and go out and do your walk, but if it's on your calendar, uh, now you're going to make a promise to yourself and you're going to, and you're hopefully going to, to keep that promise to yourself. You don't have to be motivated that. to do it. And so, uh, but sticker charts work really well. Sticker charts. <laughs> you like stickers. Woo! Get some Hello Kitty stickers. stickers. Make yourself a little <laughs> sticker chart. Be like, okay, this I month. I got today. Yeah. This month I'm going to, uh, you know, walk five times a week and then you get a sticker for every okay. day you walk. And, so, you know, you're going to fill that calendar up with stickers yeah. and you're going to have more stickers on there than not stickers okay, on there. Okay, so right? you're so talking to a teacher's kid. So, you, a TK. So, yes, I, this is, this is what, I know you don't like the word motivation, but that's what motivates. I love that stuff. If I get like a gold star for something, I'm like, I did it. I yeah. did it. I keep the calendar on my fridge and each month I set uh, monthly goals. So I'll tell myself, yeah. okay, so I'm going to do three things every day. And just for instance, it might be, I'm going to read for 10 minutes. I'm going to get some sort of purposeful exercise activity in and I'm not going to drink alcohol. Let's just say those are just my three things that I'm going to do every day for that month. Mm -hmm. And so the days I do those three things, I put a, my little, my star on my calendar and my calendar is on my fridge. So I, cause I, I go to my fridge a lot yeah. throughout the day and, and I can see it there and be reminded of it. And then I can put my little sticker there at the end of the day. And then, you know, by the end of the week, maybe I missed a day, 
but I got six out of seven in, and yeah. then maybe I missed that entire next week, but then I'm on, on board the, the last two weeks of the month, and so now I've won three weeks out of four. Woo! Woo! So yeah. I'm winning. Top score. And you do that <laughs> month after month after month after month, yeah. instead of worrying about that big goal at the end of the year, I'm just worrying about what I'm doing, those yeah. three things I'm doing today. You're not setting this big goal of like, I need to lose 20 pounds, no. right? It's just like uh, every day I kind of do something. And you know, that makes a good point because, okay, so I use Noom because it works for me and I'm not saying, I'm not promoting that product. It just works for me. But um, because it, it, tra- it makes me track things. And what I learned with that is, so there are some days that I'm way busier than other days. Like here today, I'm in the studio. I'm going to be doing something after this. I might not be able to get my 10,000 steps in today mm-hmm. and I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Mm-mm. Because what I loved about it is they don't shame you that like, Maybe you had a piece of wedding cake today. You went to a <laughs> wedding, right? They don't shame you. They're like, oh, you shouldn't be eating that wedding cake. Um, they, But they encourage you that tomorrow is a new day and we're going to start again from there. <laughs> or they look at a whole week. Like, yes, you might work during the week. So maybe it's hard for you to get all your steps in daily. But as long as by the end of the week, maybe on the weekend, you're able to hike with your husband. or so, you know, And mm-hmm. I, that's what we do. We hike. Mm-hmm. And so then if I can get my compilation of steps in for the week mm-hmm. i don't feel so bad about myself i was like oh i didn't do it today mm-hmm. oh i didn't make my goal today but like that's what it taught me is like quit beating yourself up mm-hmm. for not being perfect not being perfect today <laughs> right yeah and so that's what i loved because then it made it easier for me because i didn't feel like i was like oh you're being scolded because you didn't mm-hmm. do you didn't follow this thing 100 mm-hmm. percent. yeah but you didn't not move either yeah and right? it wasn't yeah it wasn't like i was like just laying around like a slug but maybe i just didn't get all my steps in right mm-hmm. so i just didn't have time yeah so that's that's what i love and that's what it sounds like you kind of do too is like you're like i get i set myself these goals and if i get like most of the week mm-hmm. You're winning. You're winning. You've yeah. done it. Yeah, you did. yeah, yeah. And imagine what you can accomplish in a year. Yeah, just focus on today. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what, <laughs> and that, that's what I love because it's like it's kind of over time. It's a lifestyle. It's not like just right now, right? So yeah, I love that. So that's what it sounds like you do, which is awesome. So, um, yeah, I th- so I think it sounds like you know, like you said, you can work with the people that are really uber disciplined, needing needing like to get ready for a competition mm-hmm. or whatever. And then even just like average folks that just have like, like maybe I just need to be moving a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, like, like my in-laws love them, but they, j- even if they did simple goals of like, nobody's saying they need to be an Olympic athlete, but they both deal with type two diabetes and they're elderly. But if they even just walked around the block mm-hmm. just a little bit, just get that mm-hmm. movement going, get away from your computer for like a second. Yeah. Like, stand up, sit back down. A few yeah, times. <laughs> like think how different that would be. And I've actually found that too. Is because now I now that I'm doing schooling again, I'm in front of my computer a lot. Mm. So I'm thinking about getting because what what's tough for me is now I have to like make time for like my schooling, and then also make time for like my elliptical. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out like can I get like a walking treadmill because a lot of the time what i'm doing is watching like videos so if i'm watching videos i could be doing something else i do that all the time i have a treadmill in my basement and i have my my bike on a trainer in the basement and i'll just set up like an easel or or a table or something in front of me and i'll take my laptop down or an ipad or my Mm -hmm. phone if i can access something from my phone and i'll do work while i'm pedaling or i'll do work while i'm running running is a little bit harder 
Um, <laughs> ah, well, and I'm never going to be running. I can 100%. You know, <laughs> elliptical, you're not necessarily uh, picking your feet up off of something. So yeah. it's easier to, to do that. Yeah, with. that's what I'm saying. So, but I think like you can get like those independent um, treadmills that are just flat on the floor. They mm-hmm. don't have like the upper part. Mm-hmm. And so you can put them under your desk easily. Yeah. So I'm thinking about investing in one of those. It's a cheap, it, it's it's fairly reasonably priced. I, I think it's only like a couple hundred dollars, which I, I get some people would be like a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But I mean... Compared to the price of some of them, it's right. not. I it's mean, not. don't they have walking desks at the library? They do, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I would probably fall off that darn thing in front of everybody and like. And, just... and then you'd go viral and it'd be hilarious. <laughs> it's fine. Be advertisement for our podcast, Amy. This is what happens when you're sick and tired. <laughs> don't get sick and yes. tired. Don't get sick and tired. You'll don't fall do off it. the treadmill. <laughs> Okay, so um, I have one final question for you, and it's kind of a non-serious one, and you'll you'll you've probably noticed that this kind of where we go. Do you mind the word moist? I love the word moist. See? I used it today once already. Oh my gosh, this is <laughs> this is how I knew you were our people. <laughs> because, because there is no better way to describe things. Like you no. don't want a dry cake. No. And also being a woman of a certain age, I don't want a wet cake either. Well, you don't I want, want a moist. Wet, one. Yeah, you don't want. Yeah, so I'm saying <laughs> moist is like the perfect place. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Dang. But I'm just saying, like, and being a woman of a certain age, like, listen. I, I appreciated the days that I was moist, okay? Mm-hmm. The days Thanks. that I am moist. Okay? <laughs> My husband complains if there's no moisture. Sometimes. That's what I'm saying. We all do. <laughs> fake moisture. Yes. Well, and I mean, let's be real. Like, that, the fake stuff, you can do it, but it's, it's, not, it's not the same. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, this sounds like a good place to wrap up. Um, we want to thank you, Amber, again for joining us today. It was my pleasure. Oh, and um, I'm sure we'll have you again as a guest in the future. Um, again, just plug where people can find you. Uh, SalveoCR.com. Perfect. And again, Alex, will put that information on our sick and tired page. Right, Alex? Yeah, but just in case, could you spell it? S-A-L-V-E-O-C-R.com. Perfect. Got it. Well, again, this has been Amy with an A remotely and Jenny with a Z with our special guest. Amber Henley. And you've been listening to Sick and Tired. Uh, remember to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you do your podcasts and take care and be gentle with yourselves today and every day. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com.